do 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 doctor doctor give me the news i got a bad case of loving who do 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 no pills gonna cure my ill i got a bad case of love and who do 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 welcome to a podcast called a bad case of loving who thanks he doesn't have one of those or do i i'm thomas medina and joining me he's here to pitch an invention it's a telephone that plays music, and it's a camera that takes photos, and it's a calendar, and it sends letters. Christopher Stennett, hello. Yes, that's me. I call it the Me Phone. The Me Phone. Oh, it's got a certain yes. ring to me it. Me Phone. <laughs> um, good. I think that'll, that'll take off. Um, today we're talking about episode three of season. 11, uh, Rosa, written by Mallory Blackman, and Chris Chibnall helped out, apparently, and it's directed by oh. Mark Tondorai, same director as last week, and that's what there is about it, basically. We're travelling back in time, because the TARDIS is playing up again. This happens pretty regularly, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, in the at the end of the first episode, it, how they got stuck in space, um, it seemed a bit like the episodes might flow into each other with a bit of kind of uh, purpose. But no, now it's just yeah. kind of it's the classic. Yeah. Uh, the TARDIS took us here, Indeed. so we're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. And then we're in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, in 1955. And I'll just get it off my chest at the top once more. I was very Im impressed by the visuals of the episode. It's, it continues to be very visually impressive uh, in many ways. And um, what do you think of the well, setting well, here, coming to America, 1955? Um, really, I don't know what it looks like normally. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, other than it seemed pretty believable. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then we've got, of course, well, I'll just get the whole main story off off the bat, and we've got Rosa Parks. Are you doing that thing where, where you read the IMDb thing? <laughs> oh, or was well, no, that I'm... like a Season 10 thing. That was a bit of a season 10 thing, but do you think I should bring that back in the future? I should. Um, I, I think I should, actually. Now you reminded me of it. Yeah. Okay, um, next week. Yeah, next week. Look out for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we've got Rosa Parks in Alabama in 1955, like I said, and we've got... Our time criminal guy, Crasco, uh, trying to make sure Rosa Parks never becomes famous for staying seated in the whites-only section of a bus. Um, let's talk about Crasco first, I think, because he's yeah. kind of um, a more minor part of the episode. Um, what do you think of this time criminal guy? Um, look. Fairly normal. Yeah, yeah. A, a pretty normal. kind of regular guy. <laughs> yeah, very normal. No blue skin, no no teeth, no... Well, he did have teeth. 
but they are in the proper place. So yeah, it was. Yeah. He was um almost a bit cartoonish, but well, he look, was, this sounds bad, yeah. but. He was somewhere between cartoonish and bland, and I don't mean that in an entirely insulting way, <laughs> um, but uh, a bit cartoonish, a bit bland, and wasn't in the episode much, which I think is fine. He was just, he did his job, which was be a villain, and then he got easily defeated. Uh, well, easily defeated yeah. as in sent away, but the problems he caused were pretty challenging, I guess. Indeed. I think mm. the fact that he does look so normal and bland um, does yeah. play in and tie into the episode and what he was trying to do. Yeah, definitely. Which we didn't really get any specifics on, like, why he's um, so not racist, really. I guess. But I but guess that doesn't, that's not important. That he is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and we got to see basically. Um, I, I enjoyed his few exchanges with the doctor because it just yeah. got to show us again how clever and um, skilled she is at um, one-upping someone else. Indeed, it helps when he's a terrible guy, though. Yeah, that's right. I did like. There's something. It was enjoyable in that scene where. Uh, she shows that he's got that, um, what do you call it, neural implant or something that's preventing yeah. him from actually hurting anyone. Uh, and just how she just instantly just grabs his uh, time thing and smashes vortex it. Vortex manipulator. Was, um, and, yeah. Vortex manipulator, there you go. Um, yep. It was just and quite enjoyable one. to watch. Mm. And he was from uh, Storm Cage as well, so little references. Yeah. Yes. Um, Sorry, what does that reference? Ah, uh, that's where River Song was locked up. That prison. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think we'll see him again, Crasco? I felt, on the first viewing, I felt there was an opening because I didn't really know where, um, where Ryan and sent him to, but it yeah. seems from. Um, a second viewing that Ryan sent him way, way back. Like, Dawn of Ryan sort of thing. So, (laughs) I don't think we'll see him again. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm not... If we do, if we don't, I don't mind much, I guess. Um, But it could happen. Um, So, yeah, then we've got all kind of the rest of the episode where he's trying to um, fiddle with time, but just in small ways because he can't do it directly. And I found that premise for the episode really fun that they're just trying to make sure Mm. this thing still happens. Um, And it's getting really challenging because he keeps adjusting things slightly. Did you enjoy that? I did enjoy that quite a bit, yeah. It's sort of... um of place on the whole time thing of if a butterfly dies in the future to the well if the if a butterfly dies in the past does it change my future or something like yeah, that yeah that's right exactly you nailed yeah. it and 
Um, it's also interesting to think whether, like, um, did things happen the way they did all the time, or did they end up happening the way they did just because of what the Doctor and friends did in this episode? Mm. Um, then it starts getting confusing and you just go back and forth. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway, <laughs> they got it happening again. Mm. Um, and yeah, I found the setting really interesting and, and the way mm. it was really grounded like this season is. Um, mm. And so things uh, were kind of properly realistic and so the setting and all the kind of racism yeah. and stuff is so close to home and so kind of even more scary than usual. And, uh, and I feel like more than usual, our, our heroes felt properly like they, they're in the wrong time zone. Like they don't belong here. They don't yeah. fit in. Um, which was, uh, a little more like realistically scary. Yeah. Now, but the setting, I'm glad you came back to it. Because I feel mm. we do have to address the racism element, which was a Definitely. very big part of this episode. And um, one of the big things for me was, like, right after they first landed, and you have um, Ryan trying to return a glove to this woman, and out of nowhere, he's just punched yeah, Black yeah, the bit that slap, uh, wax, wax me into this is a completely different world. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, that shocked me too. It mm. was uh, because I look fine. We can get our <laughs> companions captured by aliens and locked up in spaceships and stuff, but just properly full-on slapped viciously like that mm. by someone for doing nothing by a human is uh, confronting. Burn. Um And then, yeah, when it, it feels like when the, you see the doctor run over and it's like, mm. well, now things are serious. The doctor's like... It's, it's seeing all the things in a whole new light, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, and it continued throughout the episode of... Um, refusing to serve them here and being mm -hmm. forced to go around the back path. So, it, yeah, and it's an interesting way yeah. of uh, splitting up the companions too, isn't mm. it? Because uh, yeah. we've got two white and two kind of darker. Yes, or Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, and, and that, I guess, smoothly flows into the point that... Uh, Despite all that seriousness, it was a really, like, nicely funny episode, wasn't it? Mm, uh, they found these great moments of humour the whole way through. I really enjoyed. One of my favourite things was um, when Ryan got to meet um, Martin Luther King. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and he has that little, um, excuse me, Dr. King. Yeah. Yes, Rosa Parks. Whoa. <laughs> Yep, whoa. <laughs> whoa, indeed. Yeah, uh, they're continuing to use the companions so well. They're all, mm. like, funny and grounded and doing stuff. Yes. Um, none of them doing dumb stuff either, which... 
you no, know, not really. we've been through Clara. So. Even Ryan <laughs> sending him away wasn't really that dumb. It was that he called for Ariel, I think. Yeah, that's right. It was, yeah, it was direct, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a mistake or anything. It wasn't shooting him. So, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of funny things in the hotel room. Um, mm-hmm. um, Graham and the doctor pretending to be a couple on. was <laughs> quite nice. And uh, yeah, yeah. Back to my notes, <laughs> and we've already just covered a whole um, bunch there. there. We've smoothly the gone made up in a few police officers. Um, yeah, well, just I guess back to kind of the event which they're trying to make happen hmm. so they they have to do a bunch of things to ensure it still happens but then it's um it's powerful at the end there isn't it when they they kind of well first of all they realize that they're a part of it mm-hmm. that they, they have to be a part of the event and stay on the bus and uh, like graham says i don't want to be a part of this um in that way uh which mm-hmm. is pretty dramatic but also they kind of have to be a part of it and succeed by mm. doing nothing, which yeah. is an interesting kind of yeah. contrast to how things usually are. Yeah, and normally the doctor would be stepping in and stopping her from being arrested. It's just one of those things. Yeah. That you have to, I, that I love how, yeah, before, she looks right? kind of. Yeah, and I like how the doctor looks kind of pained sitting there, just mm. that, that whole long excruciating moment of her just sitting there just uh wishing she could do something but nope she wins by just sitting there i found those um shots on the bus quite uh quite um they told more than one story i felt because you had rosa Mm. in the background and then the daughter in the foreground um and then on one shot you had um, Ron in the background and Rosa and the doctor in the foreground talking. So, I thought those yeah, bus shots really showed a lot without finding more than necessary. Yeah, absolutely. And um, around that same moment is when I particularly enjoyed the the music and this whole episode, I, I you really quite enjoyed the music, which got um, more kind of uh, in your face and, uh, and melodramatic, I suppose, than uh, it has been the past couple episodes. A little bit more Murray Gold, and I, I really enjoyed that. It got quite uh, emotional. But then, uh, what? But then at the end, we do have a... As far as the song there, as far as you know, is that the first time they've used a song like that? Can't think of any other. Um, they had songs in the past, I guess. Um, with um, but for uh, with the ninth doctor on the ship, in like the second episode or something. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and they had in Mummy on the Orient Express with Peter Capaldi, yep. they had, um, I forget what it was called, but um, a pop song. And mm. um, well, yeah, so throughout a bit, but, more, I, but not really in this and style. 
Yeah, and at the end of um, A Christmas Carol, for sure, but that's an original song. Yep. Um, but yeah, so never exactly like this, where it's a pop song and used for kind of catharsis at the end of the episode, um, which I didn't really, like, that doesn't, it's just not my thing, that didn't really work for me, I don't like a song at the end of the episode kind of thing, but I didn't, I wasn't actively against it, and then I did watch a bit of a, um, uh, a reaction video on YouTube of someone, someone else watching the episode, and yep. The song made them cry at the end, so I was like, oh, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I must say I don't mind the song because I like right. songs and music, that sort of thing. But I was really, really glad that they kept the song going through the credits and then through the, um, through the trailer for the next episode. Just really total. Yeah, that was impressive. Very, very well. Totally agreed. Yeah, how the the music matched the trailer was um very sweet, very suave, <laughs> very very classy. Um, I want to just uh, throw out a quote because basically, well, starting to get into overall stuff. I this is by far my favorite episode of the last three, and I really liked it. And I just want to throw um, a quote from a, a recap article that I read online um, a little while ago about this episode. Um, this is from Vulture.com, and they said, Rosa is a reminder that our science fiction can and should be about the things that matter and that few other shows have the ability to do what Doctor Who has the power to accomplish. <laughs> and I think that's very true about this episode. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the episode as a whole? Well, I loved it. I'm not entirely sure whether it's my favourite so far, but it's definitely up there, and I'm sure it will be at the end of mm -hmm. the season. Um, in terms of that quote, um, I was actually thinking when it was first announced that Jodie would be the new Doctor that they may well be able to tackle this male domination in the world and sort of mm. see how that works with female doctor. Um, but attacking racism, well, not attacking it, but shedding a light on it and telling stories where it is a key theme. And um, I think that's really good. Yeah. And you, of course, totally could have done this same episode with a male doctor, mm. but it does add a whole other element that it's a female doctor, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So if if you really had to decide, gun to your head, um, of the last three episodes, which are you leaning towards as your favourite? And this can change later. Um first one by minute right. yeah. proportion over Rosa <laughs> and then um, yeah. okay, last I'm... week's Desolation in third. What about you? Cool. Okay. Uh, well done. I'm taking the gun away from your head. Um, you're done. Yeah, well. I'm not going to shoot you. But now head. I'll point it at my own head. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that I can do that. Okay. Um, so I'm pointing the gun against my own head and 
this is my favorite rosa and then second favorite was uh the first one girl uh the woman who fell to earth and then last week's and third place and just so Um, people out there were listening they know that it was definitely a real gun we only use real props here we don't pretend anything on no. this show. We do all <laughs> our own hunts um, as well. So, oh, do do you? Oh, sorry, I I brought in a stunt guy last oh, week. Sorry, I do on my own. Oh. I thought you did as well. Ah, well, that's awkward. Um, <laughs> you've embarrassed me. Um, were there any actual like? Ongoing uh, plot points from this episode. Um, well, I don't. The don't one think I that noticed, I noticed really. is always Grace. Um, oh yes, yes. Oh, I love that you yes, brought that up. I am yeah. definitely leaning towards that. It's actually four companions because I really feel like mm. Grace is still with Brian and Graham every single episode. Yeah, I really love the moment in in each episode mm. where they they stop and they go, "What would Grace be thinking yeah. right now?" It's such a sweet moment every time. It's sweet, and um, I actually, I actually felt in this episode it was also a bit annoying from Graham's perspective because Graham's quote is um that he wishes that Grace were here. Which I completely understand and respect, but um, then Ryan, a few seconds later, he says, "I don't because she'll cause a riot." Which I totally get from Ryan's perspective, but then from Graham's perspective, I think he would have preferred Ryan to just agree with him. So, I sort of feel right. um divided about that. Okay, that's interesting. I, oh, I'll, I'll look at that again. But I kind of saw that moment more as them just bonding on that little joke of Ryan's. Mm. But um, but yeah, there's certainly a lot going on between yeah. those two, and a lot developing. Mm. Uh, Ryan and Grandad. Well, I like when they go fishing. Graham for now. Now I think of it. But... Graham for now. Okay. Granddad. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, I really enjoy the, the educational aspect mm-hmm. because, um, look, I'll admit, I didn't really know who Rosa Parks was. Um, one of those, that section yeah. of the audience. So, yeah, cool to learn mm-hmm. about. Indeed. Yeah, so, um, that'll do us for this week we'll be back for episode four next week um and i'm more excited than ever basically for this season which is great here to play us out is a special sort of bus by murray gold from the david tennant special planet of the dead i'm just going for that loose bus connection here that's why i picked that track and i actually like this um i actually like this cue so much that i used it for a while as the ringtone on my phone a while back um 
So there you go. Think mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> um, subscribe to A Bad Case of Loving Who on iTunes, Spreaker, any other podcast app, Pocket Casts, YouTube, Playlists, Spotify. You know. Um, I try to put a bunch of those links in the description of the episode. So wherever you're listening, you can listen somewhere else if you like. You get it. All right. Um, we'll catch you next time. Final words, uh, Chris? Final words. Um, I'm mixing my metaphors here, but it's good to go off the rails. Mm-hmm.